187 of the Sane Asylum. I'm your host, Giuseppe Vafangulo. Those with uh, clearances far above top secret know me as the G-Man. So last week, let me tell you a little story about my past. Uh, my, my first degrees, dual degrees in uh, journalism and mass communication from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee in uh, 1978, graduated 82. Uh, took the extra year because I took off. I was a professional journalist with the largest paper Morning Daily in the state of Wisconsin, Milwaukee Journal. Uh, in the 80s, I graduated as a professional journalist. I worked for 10 years, have nearly a 1,000 byline articles with the this Milwaukee Sentinel, with uh, um, specialty publishing uh, business journals, magazines, you name it, right? Trained journalists. And, uh, and, and once a journalist, all of the professional journalists. And so last week, had uh, the brilliant Harry Vox on, high-level intellect, been following his work since uh, about two, came across it when he was boxfuxfux.com and then Vox News. And, and just an uh, amazing guy. I mean, really, uh, his understanding of how the world works is really something. But that Harry Vox seemed to disappear last week when he came on the show with this massive hate on for John Minadio, one of our, our honored guests tonight, along with Dave Gahari and co-host Paul, Northern Nevada Paul. But um, uh, let me finish telling you this brief story. When I, you know, you go to college as an undergrad, you get you get uh, assigned uh, a professor advisor, right? So it turns out the guy I was randomly assigned to was Dr. Earl Grohl, the head of the entire uh, Department of Journalism, Mass Comm, and Radio and TV. He was a big, big chief. And he wrote uh, uh, his PhD thesis was all about how great the fairness doctrine was. And so, uh, in fact, then he turned it into a book, a textbook, and we, I still have that book to this day. And it's unfortunate that traitorous uh, globalist parasites like Newt Gingrich, uh, when they got elected with the Reagan revolution, destroyed the fairness doctrine. The fairness doctrine worked. It kept the, the Jew control of the mass media at bay. The fairness doctrine was in place for nearly 40 years, and what it said was no individual or corporation can own more than seven uh, television stations, radio stations, and newspapers, as well as it assured equal representation of uh, points of view. So last week, we heard Harry Vox just 
just unhinged, man. I, it's not the Harry Box I enjoyed all these years. And, and even a couple years ago when he was a guest on my show multiple times, for some reason, Harry Vox absolutely hates John Minadio, handsome truth. But you know what? This week, I am bringing back the Fairness Doctrine. And I am, uh, oh, I got to share screens. Here we go. Uh, let's see. I got to reshare the screens real quick. Uh, and, but I'm bringing back the fairness doctrine. So last week we heard all about Harry's uh, wild uh, accusations. Uh, basically never gave any proof. Sorry, Harry. I mean, I really respect your work, but all you did was ad hominem insults and wild. Everybody's a fed op. Everybody's a Jew op. And you never proved it, Harry. I'm sorry. And so here we go. There's the guys. Uh, there, There's Dave Gahari, the owner, publisher of uh, Money Tree Publishing. There's the brilliant John Minadio from... Uh, uh, Goyam TV and gtflyers.com and co-host Paul uh, Northern Nevada Paul. So um, let you know. Let's uh, let me let let me have Paul jump in for a second. Paul, it's been a crazy week. Uh, Harry continues to be rather unhinged, putting videos up all week that John Manadio is a homosexual. John Manadio is a Jew. Dave Gahari's a fed up. Dave Gahari's a Jew. I mean, it's, it's and then he plays videos by people like Kyle from Renegade. Uh, broadcasting. Kyle's a sharp guy, but Kyle's an alpha, alpha, um, alpha personality. He's run off many, many a, a, a good host when they had Renegade Broadcasting back in the day. And then he played this guy Chris Switzer, who you can comment on John a little later. But you know, I mean, the, the takeaway from these videos is they don't like you. And Switzer thought you ran a loose ship, and uh, he was he was all, all uptight about that. But nobody. At, at, any of his videos yet has he offered one ounce of proof that you are a Jew, that you are a Fed app, that you are ADL, and so uh, Paul, your thoughts? Well, I've been dying to ask this all week. So, John, you know, being a Mexican Jew, tell me how this works. Do you put jalapeno jelly on your bagel? <laughs> what is, uh, <laughs> That's racist, man. Uh, do you like a do you like a matzo ball quesadilla? What what, yeah. what 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 gives, man? That's what I love, man. Um, so just to touch on that, um, my grandmother was, uh, you know, God bless her. Uh, she's been married to a guy named Enrique Garcia uh, since I was little. So she's she's been married to him. He's not my my blood grandfather, but he's been like a grandfather to me. He's a good guy. He's a good Mexican guy, um, but he's not blood. Um, that would I mean. So to say that I'm Mexican because my grandmother married a Mexican, that's silly. That would just be like my, one of my uncles married a Jew. Um, he was married to her for two years. Uh, they never had children. They divorced. Uh, does that make me a Jew? No, it doesn't. Um, I have a second cousin who um, is married to an Indian man. They have children. Does that make me an Indian? No. Does it make me a Jew? No. Does it make me a Mexican? No. So um, because one of my, you know, you can't control what your family members, you know, who they marry and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, as far as bloodline, no, um, that is um, like an in-law type of situation. Dave Gahari, you were pulled into this for no reason other than um, you have uh, 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 always championed the truth, right? And um, and and it's been a zany week. Uh, Harry Vox has got you in his crosshairs. So what's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's. Uh... <clears throat> It's really, it's unfortunate watching real time, in real time, Harry Vox's 
implosion. He just because I I mean I didn't follow the guy, but I've seen videos of him over the years and I thought he was cool, you know, because he was, you know, shooting from the hip and uh he had passion. He has passion. Right. And I thought it was um you know, placed in, in the right direction. Uh but after seeing how he's going after John, you know, that was why I wanted to call in and just ask him that one simple question. You know, what evidence do you have that John is a federal operative? And, of course, we know what happened. Uh, I think that, like I said, it is unfortunate because he's being driven by something other than uh, the hard work that all of you guys do to reveal, you know, the machinations of the eternal enemy and to educate people about it. He's making this personal and uh, saying things that really uh, shouldn't be said and that uh, really don't benefit anyone. And I've seen this many times. I've seen guys who, mostly guys, who understand uh, what we're dealing with they have the knowledge, but then something happens. Uh, Giuseppe, you and I have talked about this many times. Something happens, and they short circuit like that right. robot in the movie Alien, Ash, right? And right. you know, all of the you know green uh, liquid comes out of his mouth, and he twitches. So something happens to these people. I don't know what it is, of course, uh, but as I've said many times, I get up in the morning. I'm pretty much the same every day. Uh, I try to move the ball down the field. I work. I do what I want to do, and and that is to expose this uh, this alien creature to as many people as possible. And that's why I have so much respect for you guys. Um, and speaking about John, because he's the one in the target, uh, the sights of this. Um, I, either the guy's ill or. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him, but I, I don't think too much about him. He's coming after me now, as you said. He just made another video, and he said he's coming to get me. Uh, he can come as much as he wants. I mean, I doxed myself a long time ago. I, You know, the address is out there for anybody to see, the phone number. Um, I'm visible. So it's just unfortunate to add him to this growing list of folks who seem to know about what we're dealing with and then to turn on us for really no logical reason. That's a great point. You know, John, Menadio, handsome truth, the uh, Harry got you in his crosshairs a while ago. He, he did two different videos that I caught part of, and he the second one he called you at 4 in the morning on Skype, and he's like says he's been up for days and and he woke you up and you were cool with it and you said okay you know he, and i he said well come on my show let's talk about this no no i want it to be neutral i mean he, he's been acting compared to his videos from a couple of years ago compared to his his appearances on my show in 2021 and 2022 he's he you know those that harry was a high level intellect really just a brilliant guy just you know had insights that were like jaw-dropping and what what's going on that now harry is the master of irrational ad hominem insults and wild conspiracy theories because 
Harry has not proven anything he said with these clips he's putting up there and the the, the gas bags who are who are putting these links up like like oh Harry checkmated Harry's Harry's not even playing chess at this point so uh, John what what what's your take on it and you know the forum is yours man what's your story everybody has a story why, why has Harry Vox come after you uh, I don't I, I really don't know. I think um, when we first communicated, he really enjoyed the flyers that we we're doing. He saw some of them. He's like, you know, this is a great idea. <clears throat> and he was upbeat about it. And at the time, we didn't have like the every single aspect. Like, you know how we have a bunch of that that motto with the every single aspect. Right. We've got a ton of them now. Uh, there were some other ones that were like BlackRock that some other people made that we put going TV on and it had happy merchants on them. And he didn't like that. He's like, oh, that's terrible. You know, that's terrible. And I personally agree. I'm not a fan of the happy mer- – I don't control everything. You know, I don't get to control everything. You know, like I get help from people. Like one of my buddies, Ned, he helps. He, you know, with the back end of the shirts, flyers, stuff like that. So, you know, I we've gotten rid of that flyer. But I'm off about the information when it comes to presenting this stuff. I, I agree with them on certain things. Like um, when it comes to normies getting information, you know, swastika can turn – like. I always tell people, don't do the swastika flyers. We are everywhere. It's not the best thing. You know, we want to educate people. This is what the Jews fear the most, right? Um, so do, like, pass out things to the normies in their real life with, with factual information, right? And that's what gtvflyers.com does. It takes them to the site and gives them just information, right? Nothing that's going to, like, really trigger them to, to give them an excuse to leave, right? So there's things that I do agree with um, him about, like something like that. Like I I do agree with him on that. Um, There's things where I don't agree with where we just did a march with the blood tribe. And, um, you know, it didn't go off flawless. There was one of the guys that was there, uh, I believe, could have been uh, an informant for Shitwood. That's just my opinion. I don't 100 percent know that. But there is a weird backstory with the guy where he said he went to Ukraine and he didn't end up going to Ukraine. Right. Um, but people like to take small little things like that, that like where a situation happened where there's a bad actor who came in and blow the whole thing up and say, oh, yeah, I told you it's all feds. It's all feds. But my point is, is with that is they like to do the swastika flags. And I'm not opposed to, to trying things out with people that are openly with the swastika on the freeway doing the Romans and stuff like that. Right. Um, like I'm there to support white people. Yeah. And it's not always going to go off um, perfectly. Uh, the first time you do something, uh, but you learn from your mistakes, right? right? And vetting gets tighter, and you know they're working on their vetting process again right. with the again with the critique of the Switzer thing. Yeah, he's right. The vetting that we did on that was was piss poor, right? I didn't invite the two guys that came. Um, my buddy fourteen invited them, and there was because some of these people fell out, and a lot of people flaked on the name of those tour. So I was like, ah. Uh, I don't really know about Jovi. You know, I've seen like, some of the pictures with him. He's, you know, not the best thing with the Laura Luma photo. Long story short, I met Jovi. I don't think Jovi's a fed at all to, you know, talk about Jovi. I, he did some great activism. A lot of people were calling him like a Sephardic Jew. I made him take a DNA test, came back that he was, uh, took two DNA tests, came back he was like 4% Ashkenazi, right? And, um, then we said, hey, man, we got to go our separate ways, you know, because he was kind of causing like a shitstorm in our group because just oh, he's very dramatic, brings a lot of kind of issues into the group. So we cut ties. But like the thing with Chris is Chris wanted him out of there lickety split. He had no proof on the guy or, or anything like that 
about like him being a fed or him being a Jew. I actually got him to take the test. Right. And come back with what the DNA results were. And then I removed them. So some of these people, just because it's not on their time, you know, they say it's all about that other person. But really, they've got to axe to grind with me because I never did anything like negative to Chris. You know, we housed him. We fed him. Uh, we did activism with him. And all because one thing didn't go his way. He you know, this is his whole thing now is, oh, we're all feds. Everyone's crisis actors. So. I just think a lot of this is ego. A lot of people just can't believe that we're out there doing this. And, you know, they've got this ultra paranoid, ultra skeptic um, idea that everything's fake. And this there can't be a real pushback to, against the Jewish problem unless the ADL is funding it. That's my take on it. Sorry for being so long winded. No, no, that's exactly. We got plenty of time. And that's yeah. the kind of exclamations uh, we want to hear. And uh, Paul, jump in. You have any questions for Dave or Harry or any observations? <laughs> So I was thinking if you uh, guys want, I think we all have the intellectual capacity here to discuss what I would call the brass tacks of what Harry. So we throw out all the ad hominem stuff, right? Which, I mean, a lot of times I'm good with that. You know, I think it makes for some interest and sometimes, you know, a little ad hominem emphasizes the point. But I agree with your take in general, Giuseppe, that it was a little bit off the rails. And, I, you know, it sounded like a lot of personal animosity to me. But let's let's go with what he talked about, which is, A, that you somehow went from California to Florida as part of an operation. And the goal was to get legislation passed against handing out flyers and to cause the, the money spigot to open to Jewish groups. Uh, to me, that sounds absurd, and I would actually make the point that I, I'm one of these people, and say what you will, I don't give a damn about any legislation. I think legislation is the least of our worries at this point in time, considering that they're poisoning us in every opportunity, and you know, we point. could all go down the list of how they dominate every single system in existence, right? Legal system, medical system, financial system, governmental system. I mean, who's in charge, right? So... The way that I would look at it, I, I love to use the word intrinsically, right? So let's just assume that, that John is just a mannequin, and, and his DNA is like wood and plastic, okay? He's putting out information, information that people can access. They can look up themselves. They can you know, do the so-called fact-checking, and they can maybe get their eyes opened a little bit and get an education and so as I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone recently about this, so what kind of an op is this? You know, fed op, Jew op, psyop. What kind of an op is it that does nothing but put out negative information? To me, I would think an op would be something where you would want to say the, the typical things. Oh, the Jews are some of the greatest people in the world. And, oh, they've been persecuted. But look at all the contributions they make to society. You know, to me, that would be an op. This doesn't make any sense as a not because all it does is spread the most negative and well-known historical facts about the Jews. So that's my contribution for the moment if you guys want to kick it around. I believe that op could go a different way because we've been doing the flyers successfully. There was a guy, um, I forgot, somewhere on the East Coast, and he was passing out flyers that had like violence attached to them. Like um, like guns and it didn't. it wasn't more about information, it was more about threats and violence. And I think that that can be an op where the Jews can take something like what we're doing is showing, hey, here's the facts about the Jews. Right. And then people can come along, whether they be Antifa or bad actors or something. Right. And they could pass out flyers that are making actual threats towards Jews. So that way it discredits anything that we're doing. 
right, in the right direction. So I do think they, they actually could play an off on that. And I've, I've seen it happen, and, and this guy went to jail about it, but I don't know if it's an offer or not or if he's a freaking idiot. I don't know. Sorry, Dave, I was just kind of stepped on you. Go ahead. <clears throat> no. Good? No. Good? Well, yeah, Dave, no. one thing I want to jump in and ask you is you, you've been re- residing in Florida for quite a few years, and uh, DeSantis, is, the governor, is a total – Jewish rectum liquor and and that HB two six nine they were trying to set that up long before Handsome Truth ever arrived in in Florida. That's a key point. Oh yeah, just like um, you know the USA Patriot Act that was written before nine eleven. So by yeah, Biden of course, in all this exactly right. Legislation yeah. is pushed by the Jew, and I just want to emphasize that I say the Jew because that means organized international Jewry, and of course, domestic Jewry, um, but they work internationally, of course, as we all know, versus the Jews, which would be all Jews, and of course, it's not all Jews. Um, so yeah, they they had set HB 269 and before it, HB 741, which limits the free speech rights of students yep. uh, in all Florida public schools from grade K to 20. So, yeah, logically, uh, and I think that's how, where Paul was going earlier. Logically, if we if we look at something in its most basic form, you know, like Occam's razor, right? You want to you want to look at for example like John here who's doing incredible work, and I've said this many times before, and it's a great honor to be on the show with him and you guys. And what is John actually doing? Well, like he said, he has flyers, and he's on the ground handing them out. Like, how would that benefit the Jews who already had the legislation in place? And we know that 99.999% of Americans know basically nothing, that we are in an elite group that we have the knowledge that's taken us years to acquire, that they may never get, we're up against basically everybody. And that's the whole heartbreaking part of this Harry Vox, which of course isn't even his real name, this Harry Vox saga, is that this guy should be working with the people who know what he knows, not fighting them and, and literally... Uh, saying the most filthy things. I mean, this this last video he put out, I mean, he's, I mean, unhinged is like a nice word to use. This guy, he might be absolutely, absolutely insane. I mean, like I said before, I've seen a lot of people in this movement who have the knowledge to do something, but they would rather fight against people in the movement, and they're doing it right now, rather than working with them toward the goal, which is, like John said, education. Well, that is a great point. And I'd like to, uh, I think one of the uh, one of the key elements that's driven uh, uh, Harry uh, off the ledge, so to speak, is uh, Harry is a, is a far leftist. If you watch his work, he is, uh, you know, he thinks that, New York, as, je- as uh, 
as uh, uh, Jesse Jackson, Heimatown, with all its bizarre multiculturalism and then people stacked on on top of each other like Tel Aviv uh, to the West is is a great thing and it, it's it's a disgusting thing. It's like you can go there for a couple of days and be stunned at these people just living like uh, on top of each other. But after like two or three days, and I say that because I used to have to travel to New York from 1991 to 97 for my job, like every four to six weeks and, and wine and dine clients and, and do presentations and things. And I hated it. The first time I thought it was great because you you wake up at three in the morning, you could go do something. But, but I think the problem is Harry in one of his videos, the ones that were lit in bizarre red with his, uh, his uh, uh, lady, uh, Helen, I think Helen Boyardiski or whatever her name is, is, uh, you know, they're, they're mocking white people. And you know what, Harry, when I, when I watch your videos, you seem to be a Caucasian to me, and the great replacement is real, and critical race theory is real. And, and one of the things at first I didn't understand, and John, I'm, I'm putting this as a question to you, and then I'll get Paul to comment and Dave to comment. But one, one of the things that I didn't get at first was, you know, using really, really base language, you know, nigger, faggot, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then I realized that you're you're not trying to shock boomers. You're trying to wake up a lot of young white guys and turn them into apex predators because that's the only way the white race is going to survive. And so is is that your real intent or what is your real intent with, with trying to wake up young white dudes and bring them into the white nationalist movement? Well, I just I believe that that's such a censored word. It's like um, white people would say that to a black person, say the N word and get killed and be justified for for killing them because they said the N word. Right. Right. <clears throat> it's just gotten out of hand. And um, I believe that if we're not going to exercise freedom of speech, then then what's the point of having it? Right. And I do believe that there is some shock value to this. Like, you got to understand that there's I've I've been in the shoes of where I heard that word and I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and it's part to me, it's part of the program because it's really just a word, right? It is just a word. And I do believe that if white people are scared to use a word, scared to use a word, are we going to be ready to go into a war? Like if we're, if we're worried about words, how are we going to do in a war? Oh, what a great point. Paul, I know that you have carried on your own, your own uh, personal campaign against the uh, championing whites, for 40 years so what are your thoughts on my question well i think that you both you and, and john made uh, a great point here and i'm going to further uh shall we say uh deepen it in the sand so to speak and we always have to keep in mind uh what i call the ever-present imminent threat you know what some people like to say is an existential threat and never forget that if these people can they will Okay, so in other words, right. what they did in Russia and what they ended up doing to a lot of Eastern Europe and to Germany when, unfortunately, the right side lost, right, they will do here if they can do it. Okay, they will do it. Now, it's not going to be the kind of war that took place in Europe, but it is a war, no, no mistake about it, and we have to keep that in mind. Right. And as the title or the subtitle of a video I recently watched says it all, it's been everything that I've been saying since I first started calling into Stormfront probably, what, six or seven years ago now, because I wasn't hearing the kind of thing I wanted to hear, and there wasn't that many callers that really had any kind of passion. So I just said, you know what, let me try this, right? 
But here's the subtitle title to this video I recently watched. The Jew must be forcibly removed. Now, it's 10 or 12 minutes, but the bottom line is you really only need a minute. I mean, that's what this all comes down to. Okay, this is not going to end nicely. And I've always maintained the same thing over and over again, is that we're going to have to be not nice if we're going to prevail. And I prefer to prevail. That's my mindset. I'm not one of these people that says, oh, it's over. Let's give up. They win. Let's go. Let's go form separate communities and barter with each other. All right. We've reached the the bottom of the hour break. Excellent point, Paul. We'll be back after these messages. Uh, Support republicbroadcasting.org. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term, storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. 
When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours so cocks can chew my pay. Sitting out here and have my wealth taxed away. Watching the school turn my kids gay. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. For people like me who name the Jew. Wish Normies would wake up and see that it's true with the Yids. With the Yids living in the Jew world. Second part of the first hour of the Sane Asylum Worldwide Simulcast on RepublicBroadcasting.org and SpeakFreeRadio.com. If you like to watch video, we're going live on Rumble and Odyssey right now. And I'd like to uh, uh, remind you that both RepublicBroadcasting.org uh, and SpeakFreeRadio.com are having fall, autumn fundraiser drives. If you can afford it at all, it'd be vital to keep these free speech independent media platforms going so if you can donate and there's a lot of great products in the rbn store if you'd rather uh, purchase something and then they get their cut either way support both rbn and sfr paul uh we the break cut you off did you want to make any more additional points yeah just a couple thank you for that um the other thing i would mention too is i thought last week uh was quite a nice little timely response that john gave when he was being chastised by Harry about not knowing uh, chapter and verse of Henry Ford's book. And John said, well, is, is this a book reading contest? You know, I thought that was actually uh, pretty good. And even though, of course, as I mentioned before, I purchased this book uh, back in the late 80s and I made attempts to get through it and read it. I have not completed it at all. It is indeed an excellent book, but John's exactly correct. This is not a book reading contest. And you and I, Giuseppe, have talked privately. Uh, we know uh, what the real world uh, is and uh, what's probably going to come. And uh, it's going to have nothing to do with books, unfortunately. Um, knowledge right. is important. I'm not dismissing knowledge, but I think I think we're all on the same page here of what uh, is coming down the pike uh, sooner rather than later. Unfortunately, none of, none of us asked for this. We didn't ask to be flooded with all sorts of blacks and browns from the third world that don't give a damn about our Constitution, and I don't give a damn if they know anything about the Constitution. I'll leave it at that for now. That's a great point. Dave Gahari, would you like to chime in uh, on the topic? Yeah, no, just, uh, just that uh, the reason that I did what I did was because I was dismayed that John was being attacked. And as you know, as you remember, I asked to ask this guy that question because, you know, without evidence, what are we doing? I mean, I could say anything. I could say, 
I think this person is that. And that. But I mean, how ludicrous is that? And it seems like this guy has actual followers who agree with that, that evidence is not required. So, again, I uh, it's sad to see, you know, the real-time demise of this guy. I can't see where he will go, especially, you know, in this environment that we're in. And I've, I remember the first time I was on a radio show with uh, David Duke, I said, not to him, but in the show, I said, you know, they want us dead and it's either us or them. And that was years ago. Nothing's changed. It's still the same. We just got to get that message out to folks. And unfortunately, uh, people like Harry, who did in the past uh, get that message out, and he was concerned with getting the message out, people like Harry are going to fall by the wayside as people like John and you, Giuseppe, and you, Paul, uh, continue to uh, race in front. And, of course, we're going to pass the baton over to the next bunch of people. That That's how it works. I mean, there were, there were you know, scores of people before us, and there's going to be people after us, hopefully not too many, because hopefully we're going to get the job done. That's a great point, Dave. You know, John, uh, Harry wielded a lot of vicious ad hominem insults at you. Yeah. Do, do you want to run, run down and rebut anything? I mean, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I brought – I see, I I didn't know <laughs> – if we were to do the stream that I want to do it, which is very thorough, like with receipts, this would take all night. But this is the police report from uh, when my house uh, was vandalized. So, like, I expect, like, people to do thorough research. FOIA requests me, right? right. So I'm in Petaluma. I went on the name of those tour in Texas. Um, Antifa had – I. They doxed me. They came to my house. They took photos of my garage and me in my garage, put my address out there. When they found out I was in Texas, um, I don't know if I sent you the pictures, but they uh, smashed windows of my neighbor's car. Um, they spray painted my garage with get the uh, GTFO, get the fuck out, Nazi. And this is the police report of it right here. All right here. I have it documented. Uh, there's another incident where a Jewish man. Um, found out where I lived. He had five Mexicans waiting outside of my house with an Israeli flag trying to intimidate me. Uh, I went to the police department to follow. Uh, I recorded all this. This is all on video. So if you want me to provide the proof, I, I have it. Uh, there's a police report with that. Um, the Jew came back uh, while I was following her police report and threatened to burn down my um, I, I lived in a triplex at the time. He threatened to burn down the whole entire place. I had witnesses there. Um, neighbors that witnessed him saying he's going to light the place up. It's even in the police report here. It's in the police report. And the guy's Jewish. And he got away with threatening to burn down my house. And so sh- things got really real. And you got to understand that Petaluma, it's now very liberal, but it wasn't full blown. Um, it's not full blown commie. Like if you look at Berkeley, you look at Oakland. So Oakland Antifa came to my house because they knew I was out of town. They saw the activism and they vandalized my place of uh, where I live, right? And it com- it caused a big scene with all the neighbors. So all the neighbors start wondering, who's the Nazi? You know, and it becomes like a big thing. And what I'm wondering is like, Harry Vox lives in the middle of New York City. New York City, where Antifa runs rampant out there, right? And 
I'm 45 minutes outside of a communist hellhole like that, and I've never seen a dox on this guy. I've never seen this guy get attacked by Antifa or anything like this. So what is the difference? Is it, You're allowed to call out Jews as long as you believe in multiculturalism and, and you know gay rights and this stuff like that. I just don't understand why he – why there's no pressure on him like this. I have the the documents here to prove it. I've got pictures of my gas line that have been cut. All of this stuff, if people want to see if I'm legit, I have links to Phil Barber putting my family's restaurant um, and trying to get my restaurant um, harassed. I've got Shitwood on Facebook, a sheriff of Florida, uh, inciting people to call into my family's restaurant. Um, I have a whole list of things. I have the FOIA request. So, like... I, Harry's supposed to be a good researcher. Like I have the FOIA request from Atlantis, the city of Atlantis, um, with the police chief admitting on camera that my flyers are right. And the head of the ADL, um, what's her name? Hirschfeld, right? Uh, Yell Hirschfeld, right? I, we FOIA requested that. And we, we have her in text um, talking down to this police chief and saying, you're an idiot, essentially. Minadio just posted this on his gab. And you have the police chief apologizing to the ADL, the head of the ADL in southern Florida. So I have proof of all this stuff, and it's all on my gab. But, like, I guess if people just want to say, Jew up, fed, Jew up, fed, uh, uh, man tits, all this stuff, it's like people believe that stuff. And it's like, go to my gab, scroll down that thing, and look at all the receipts. They're all there. Hey, hey, John. Yeah. Ne- next, next time, bring a bigger stack of documents like Alex Jones. We're talking about four <laughs> inches thick. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, and with the whole the whole thing with uh, my surgery, I had gynecomastia. He's claiming that was steroids. I did I did uh, two cycles of steroids when I was thirty five years old. That that uh, gynecomastia surgery that I had was because I took Ritalin. Um, I went with a, an attorney office called Dave, uh, Davis and Crump, I believe it is. And I got paid out for that because of that Ritalin, Johnson & Johnson, had to pay out billions of dollars to young men who developed gynecomastia from taking Ritalin. So, again, he's making accusations, saying of steroid abuse. Um, I didn't do a cycle of steroids until I was 35 years old. I was 29 years old in that, um, that video of when I got that taken out. So it's just really sloppy, the, the work that he's doing and the stuff that he's just he's just throwing shit and expecting it to stick on the wall. It's like half truths, you know. So I brought all of the stuff here, but I, it would be a boring show if we went through all of it. But I have it listed here, all of it. The uh, and, and the other uh, uh, he kept Harry kept repeating was uh, uh, handsome truth is done. He's done. You know they're over. They're over, and he he's trying. Nobody buys his T-shirts. Nobody, and and I enjoy going into your. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, I got a couple decades on you, John, and mm-hmm. and but you, it, it's apparent to me that you really understand the social media. You understand the flamboyancy of it. You understand how to be an entertainer and to get get the young people who you're getting. You know, five hundred, eight hundred, a thousand people live to your streams. They're, they're donating hundreds of dollars every time. I, I've ordered T-shirts. I ordered the one uh, about the Vax with the pirate thing. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And so, I mean, you guys run a legit business. And once again, he just is throwing these insults. Like, I mean, you, 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 you've had a, a tough time trying to, just like Dave Gahari, you can speak to this right after you, of trying to find a processor because the 
the vile Jew controls the banking and controls the credit card processing. And it's, it's very difficult for real white men to be able to operate in this den of vipers. And yet you figured it out. And so is Dave. So, so again, another insult. You, I mean, it's just, it's, it seems so personal and so needless because Harry, the past Harry that I, I once respected, did great work but what he's doing coming after you is just it's just bullshit in my opinion so your thoughts it's not a bad deal though because the thing with people that are ultra skeptic that are very paranoid about every little thing and listen i was the same way i got into uh, these little uh beefs with people online in the beginning because i wasn't one i wasn't mature two i was over paranoid and three, I was on the computer too much. I wasn't doing enough IRL. I didn't have really a purpose. And when you start doing the IRL stuff and you get big boy problems like lawyers, like uh, like cases against you, like cops harassing you, like getting uh, having to uh, defend yourself in the streets, you stop worrying about like the stupid little petty you know fights with people online. So what it does for me is the people that aren't smart enough to see that this is bullshit, it keeps them away from me. And I'm, I'm happy for that. So it's not a big deal for me if people can't figure out whether I'm legit or not. If they can't, then please stay away. Um, a lot of people support me because they see I put my heart and my soul into this and sacrifice a lot. And I'm grateful for the sacrifice. It's great. The struggle makes us stronger. Um, so I'm not like upset with this. This is all part of a learning process and stuff like that. So another man talking bad about me, I've, I'm used to it. It's not a big deal to me. It's it really isn't like the whole hairy thing. It's it's annoying. It's like a little dog biting at your leg. But, you know, he's obviously I, I believe that there's maybe drug abuse going on or a big time jealousy. Uh, but to me, I don't have time to worry about Harry Box. I mean, I wish Harry would tell his audience, hey, guys, um, I don't like handsome truth, but I do like the idea of doing flyers here. I designed these flyers. Now, I want all my audience members to go out there and start passing these out and do it the legal lawful way. That's a way better approach. That looks a lot better than what he's doing now. So I just think that uh, there's two ways to handle it. You handle it like a man or you can act like a bitch. So, and I just think he's, he's choosing the wrong decision right now, the way he's acting. Great point. Dave Gahari, your thoughts. I mean, he came after you for no reason. And had he done even a little bit of due, due diligence, he'd realize that you took on the Jew for decades. You were sued by the New York Stock Exchange and you won. You beat him with facts. You you used to do phenomenal radio shows. You were the you you got to interview the cop who uh, uh, arrested the dancing Israeli Israelis. You have a, a long and decorated journalism career, and so and so all of a sudden he's calling you a fed, a Jew op. I mean, this is just I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I've joked around. I said I wish I wish I was a fed or, or deep state uh, because I wouldn't have to struggle the way that I do. Uh, yeah, that's the whole, again, that's the whole irony of it, is that here we're struggling. We're literally struggling. We're fighting against basically everything. And we even got the people who are supposed to be on our side who are fighting against us. It is curious, though, that um, Stucky, which is, I guess that's his real name, right? Harry yeah. Stucky. Yeah. That uh, Harry P. Stucky um is not just like uh, John was saying, he's, I guess, in the middle of, you know, New York City and he's traipsing around and he's, he's an easily recognizable character, obviously. Um, but nothing happens to him. And not only that, nobody writes about him. No one's attacking him. 
So where is the ADL? If Harry is such a potent force, why isn't the ADL writing up? Why isn't he on the ADL's website? Why isn't he anywhere? And uh, the reason he isn't anywhere <clears throat> is because right now he isn't much of anything. He's not a threat to them. The ones who are a threat, they go after. Right. They're not passing legislation, you know, in Florida uh, because John is not a threat. John is a threat. He's a huge threat. He's possibly the biggest threat that is out there right now for them. That's why. That's why I've said, and I'll say it over and over again. It's an honor to be here with him because I I interviewed John. I'm going to say I don't know. You know, I said 10 years ago, but John said it was like seven, eight years ago when he first started, when I was at AFP. So I paid attention to him right from the beginning. He's not some guy who just, you know, came out of nowhere and, uh, you know, said, OK, we're, we're going to move you from California to Florida so we, so they can pass some legislation. You know, uh, no, that's not how it works. And if Harry was really somebody who. Like he claims to have this, you know, cosmopolitan like knowledge that he does, then he would realize that's not how it works. But I agree with John. I think it is either uh, substance abuse and or this warped kind of jealousy. And I think that there's a lot of folks who are susceptible to that. You know, not just the drugs, but, you know, the jealousy. So for me, fortunately, the way I was raised, I never knew what jealousy was. I always thought that if somebody has something that's really cool, that, well, then I could do it, too. Not like, whoa, you know, they're doing something. I'm jealous. It's not logical. It doesn't make sense. So I think there's always going to be a group of people out there who, and I think that, you know, Vox slash Stucky is in that group that I alluded to earlier, that these people, you know, whether you want to say they're not real men, uh, which is probably the case, uh, or something else, they would rather snip and snipe at your heels like a catty bitch instead of going, you know what, let's get it done. There's this force out there. It's obvious. I know what they're doing because I talk about it on my show. Not me, but them. Let's team up and get them. Nope. They would rather throw insults and the nastiest of insults. And I hope that Stucky is watching this show, and I'm sure he is, or listening to it, um, because he's made a series of videos over the past day or so, and he usually makes one once a week, as I was told. I hope you are watching this, Stucky, because in that video you just made, you said, you're coming after me. I don't know why you would want to come after me or come after John. We haven't done anything to you. You've done it to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Do it right now or on the break. You know, it's not us, man. It's you. 
I have to agree, Paul, Northern Nevada, Paul, your thoughts and any questions you'd like to address to HT or Dave? Well, I will say that I don't actually like the the back and the forth, in other words, you know, and I get because, you know, Dave now is the subject of uh, Harry Vox videos, but, you know, this kind of, uh, you know, what I call returning the personal attack and, you know, s- suggesting substance abuse and, you know, in general, I hate, I'm sure all you guys do, and I know I've discussed this with you, Giuseppe, that I just, I can't stand interpersonal drama and right. and you know this kind of just mudslinging and and just in, in, you know infighting that seems to always occur when groups of guys you know get together especially in this uh, arena right. I, I don't like it i don't like it at all to be honest with you and here and coming i'm coming from a fan being a fan of harry vox right i mean i've watched a lot of his videos before okay Same here. so I, I like his ranting and his raving and i like his passion and I really don't wish to attack him, but I. But since I'm not the subject of his attack, I can understand how you want to, you know, quote unquote, fight back. That's why I dealt earlier with what I call the intrinsic nature of all this. So, in other words, if what HT is doing uh, gets young people involved, gets them pissed off, you know, gets them motivated. Hey, old people get involved too. I got six-year-olds <laughs> doing this. Seriously, I'm not That's even great. joking. All age. No, no, I know. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, right. but, but the, no, no, no. But but the point being is I, that's a good thing, whether or not. I mean, in other words, we're all born into this world, and there's an old saying about you can't you can't pick your parents, right? So I have no idea. I mean, if you were to go back in time in my past, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe some great ancestor uh, dipped his wick in a Jewish honeypot somewhere. I have no idea, to be honest with you. All I know is that um, you know I'm six foot two with blue eyes, and I have a German surname. And there's no mistaken for the fact that I'm European looking. Okay. Other than that, that's, that's really all I know about myself. I'm, I'm not planning to have a DNA test done and I, I don't trust any of them to be honest with you. I think a lot of these companies are run by Jews, right? I mean, my, my niece and uh, somebody else I know in my family, uh, they, they treated her, my, my sister treated her to a genetic test from 23andMe and then she posted it on our uh, family, you know, uh, chat. And it was ridiculous. She was supposedly like six or seven percent Ashkenazi Jew. And I tried to say to my family, because, you know, of course, they all think I'm crazy, right? That, no, these people are Jews and they want everybody to be a Jew. That's what they're well, doing. Paul, you know, yeah. that was actually proven. <laughs> I, I saved the article. Had I known we were going to talk, I would have found the link for it. But uh, 23andMe, owned by uh, uh, Jews, uh, si- uh, Jewish sisters, right. um, was sued and was forced to admit that they were presenting uh, whites, particularly Caucasian whites, with uh, the aspect that they had X percent of Ashkenazi Jew, and it was a lie. It, they they absolutely were lying about the results. Yeah, I mean, you, they're you, woke. Right, and again, if you were to see pictures of my, of my, uh, my niece, I mean, she's just a, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, cutie, you know, just uh, nothing. Again, it's, it's a joke, and of course, as we've all talked about on this show and other places the vast majority of people do not know what's going on they don't know what the score is and if you tell them about it too many times in a certain tone of voice they're gonna think that you're nuts and hey by now i guess we're all used to it right that's a great point and we're coming up to the break we got a couple minutes and so john um you got a big day coming tomorrow right you have to go uh stand before the cor- cor- corrupt judiciary that's Tuesday. So, yeah, oh, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh-huh. Tuesday I have court with um, Marnie Bryson. 
Um, her husband, her ex-husband, um, she had nudes leaked on the internet and she got in trouble with her work and her ex-husband, and she didn't recuse herself from being judged, keep in mind, her ex-husband is Mike, or no, is, is the um, campaign manager for Mike Caruso, the guy who put together HB269. Oh, geez. Well, that's going to be a fair uh, uh, justice is blind. Not. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's unfortunate. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's a possibility that I can win. Much possible possibility I could lose. Um, it's like a year and a half in jail if uh, if I lose completely. Uh, but I, I don't have a, a record, a violent record or anything like that. A lot of the trouble that I got into was a young man uh, before I turned into uh, an adult. Uh, so. I, you know, I got a clean what, record, what are, so maybe I'll get off. What are the what, what are the exact charges, if you don't mind me asking? Um, attempt to litter, which is a one-year misdemeanor, and then um, littering, which would be six months. So <laughs> an attempt to litter. Yeah, and, and the thing is is that they don't want to mention what is in the bag, what what's on the paper. <laughs> They're trying to just – I put – and see, so here's the thing. Like a lot of people don't realize this. I'm an open book. All of my court appearances, I've asked for all the footage and it's all on my gab. I've released all of it. So you can see me in court. You can see me testifying in court. Um, and this is, you know, four of us. No, yeah, one, two, three, four. No, five of us um, were arrested um, at different places uh, with sealed warrants by the Jew Dave Ehrenberg who covered up for Jeffrey Epstein. Now we're talking about a. a, a Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's, it's commercial. Anyhow. All right. Well, we'll hold that thought. We'll continue because this is uh, a compelling story. After these messages on republicbroadcasting.org, the St. Asylum Sunday Night Edition. Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit RepublicBroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. 